Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly. Thank you so much for being with me this week. Listen, it's week 30 for rain and rest. This is crazy. It's been 30 weeks of rain and rest. It really feels like we just started. Time is going so quickly. We have one more week left, but what we're going to do this week and our final week next week, we're going to be talking a little bit about Abraham. That was the word that God put in me for us for these next few weeks. And I want to start with Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. I'm going to be reading out of the voice translation. I don't know if you've ever read that translation. It is one of my very favorite. Then the Passion Translation came along and kind of scooted my voice translation kind of to the left of the shelf. But I had to go back and look at the voice translation because I remember I was in that translation when the Lord was really speaking to me about Abraham and how that paralleled my life and how it parallels your life. And he just really brought that back to my spirit for these last to rain and rest weeks. So I'm going to read from the voice, chapter 12, verse 1. One day, the eternal one called out to Abraham. The eternal one is God, of course. Abraham, get up and go. That's what he's saying to you today. Get up and go. I believe that there's something for us to do in the remainder of 2021 and 22 and 23 and 24 that we're supposed to get up and go. I'm, I'm sensing that. I'm sensing this get up and go. And that is why last week, what did God do? He put this fresh breath in us to be able to go the distance, right? But he is saying, get up and go. And I want you to put your name right there. Jenny, get up and go. Here's the next instruction. Leave your country. And I'm going to say, leave your familiar. I'm going to replace it right there. Leave your familiar. Leave your relatives and your father's home and travel to the land I will show you. Okay, hold on a second. If somebody or God or anybody came along and said, go to a land, I'll show you. Just get going. What's happening here is Abraham is being told by God, go, I'll show you. Just, but just get going and leave everything that is familiar to you. Leave everyone that is familiar to you. So they were in Haran. They're in the city of Haran. Did you know that his father, Terah, set out for Haran with the, I mean, actually he set out for Canaan. He set out for the promised land. So here's Terah and his family, Abraham being his son. They set out for Canaan. And when they got to Haran, the Bible says that they settled right there. That was not your destination, Tara. <laughs> your destination, you set out for Canaan. So sometimes that's what happens, you guys. The ancestors, our lineage, they set out for the promised land. And you know what? They got us further, and that's good. But perhaps your forefathers... Maybe your mom and dad, maybe your grandparents, they got as far as they got, but they didn't get to the promised land yet. And God said to Abraham, and he's saying to us, it's time to keep going because we can't take our family legacy further than we're willing to go. And so he asked Abraham to leave what was familiar. And he didn't say, Okay, this is exactly where you're going. Here's your GPS. Here's the shortest route there. Here's all the rest stops. Here's the 7-Eleven. Here's Starbucks. 
so you can stop along your way. <laughs> like how many comforts we get now, right? Are so many. But Abraham was 75 years old when God said this to him. This is crazy. This is radical faith. And then he said this, don't worry. Those are good words to say after those instructions. I will guide you there. Okay, I want you to think about this. God is asking you and I to leave what's familiar. There was a day when the Lord said to me, Jenny, I want to let you in on something. Did you know there's no such thing as a comfort zone with me? Because, you know, we always say, oh, that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Or I want to do that, but it's just so far out of my comfort zone, right? We use that language. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Jenny, there's no such thing as a comfort zone. Because whatever zone you're in, I'm with you and I'm called the comforter. So when the comforter's with you, and I have told you, I will guide you and I will be with you everywhere you go, and I'm the comforter, that means you're in your comfort zone. You should be very comfortable because you don't find your comfort in what's familiar. Find your comfort in me. When God sent me into ministry and he sent me into business, he sent me to a retreat center to live with 20-something people, 20 kids, like I'd never share a, a commercial kitchen with anybody. I've never sat people around a table and said, okay, let's all figure out how to do landscaping. Like crazy stuff. We're all looking at each other like, does anybody know how to do that? Okay, there's one person that knows a little bit. Okay, good. Thank you, God. That's a miracle, right? So God is going to call you and he's calling me to leave, not your comfort zone, your familiar zone. That's the zone we have to leave. But hear me in this, you do not have to leave your comfort zone ever. As long as your comfort is in the comforter, not in your familiar. Okay, so he's asking Abraham to leave everything and this is just amazing. That's why he says, don't worry. And he's saying it to you, don't worry. I will guide you there. I just saw somebody right now, prophetically I saw this, you got a sticky note out and you put that on your mirror. Don't worry, I will guide you there. And you're gonna brush your teeth in the morning and you're gonna look at that mirror and you're gonna say, thank you, God, that today, everything you've called me to do, that I don't even know what I'm doing, I don't know how to do this, I don't know how to write the book you've asked me to write, I don't know how to start the website you asked me to write, I don't know how to do this business, I don't know how to lead people in ministry like you've asked me to, but right there, you said not to worry because you will guide me there. I have plans to make a great people from your descendants. Abraham does not have a single son, let alone descendants when he says this. And I'm going to put a special blessing on you and cause your reputation to grow so that you will become a blessing and example to others. I want you to hang on to that because we're going to talk about this next week. This is huge. God was always emphasizing how Abraham would not stay in a singular blessing, but his life would always be about the multiplication of the blessing through him. That's really important. Verse three, I will also bless those who bless you and further you in your journey. Whoa, that's awesome. So here's a lesson we can learn here. If you see somebody heading out of their familiar zone, and God has told them to go write the book. God has told them to go start that ministry. Maybe you have a friend. You know what? God will bless you if you help them further their journey. 
If you see somebody passing through some uncharted territory, encourage them. Breathe life into them. Say, hey, how's that book coming? I want to read the first three chapters by Monday. Have it in my email box. I'm holding you to it. Because you know what? The enemy is against them. He is saying, you can't write a book. Your story is so stupid. You're going to embarrass yourself. But if you're that person that comes in to advance their journey, did you know that God says he'll bless you for that? Isn't that amazing? This is chapter 12. We're only in the first three verses. And we're already seeing this amazing God that we serve. And then he says this, still part of verse three, and I'll trip up those who try to trip you along the way. Woo. All right. Let's not be tripping people up. Let's not make it hard for people to get where God has asked them to go. Let's not say things like, oh, you're leaving. Why are you moving? Don't leave us. Because when God has asked somebody to leave the state, go to a different job, and we put that guilt on them, and we make it about us, we're tripping them up. We're not making it easy for them emotionally to go do what God's asked them to do. All right, it's okay. We just ask for forgiveness. God, thank you for for forgiving us, for tripping anybody up along the way. And then he said, through your descendants, all of the families of the earth will find their blessing in you. Now, here's the footnote, and I felt it was important to read this. Out of all the descendants of Noah, God chooses Abram to have a special relationship with him. Now, Abram was the name of Abraham before God changed his name. He changed his name from Abram to Abraham. So we're referring to him here as Abram. He calls Abram to enter into a particular kind of relationship that changes the course of his life and the lives of his people forever. God has a plan to rescue the world from sin and destruction, and that plan begins with one man. He promises to make Abram a great nation, to bless and protect him, and ultimately to bring true and lasting blessing to the world through his children. There's the multiplication. To enter into that promise Abraham must do something daring. You must do something daring to end your destiny. Do you know it's going to cost you something? For those of you coming to her voice because you're after your destiny, good job. Good job for daring to buy the plane ticket. It costs us something. It costs us time. It costs us money. It costs us sleep. It'll cost us relationships to follow after our destiny. It really will. God will say, you know what? Those friends were for a season and now you have to lay them down because I'm bringing you a different family that's going to help further your journey and shoot you out like an arrow. I'm bringing you people that will cause you to have momentum in your life. Those friends are good. They're okay. They were great for a season, but they're not going to thrust you forward. So we're just going to bless them and be along our way. See, that costs us something. A lot of us want to look at our life keep everything that we love, that we've called our comfort, and then try to fit our destiny into our current life. I'm telling you right now, Canaan, the promised land, could not get up and walk to Abraham and his family in Haran. They had to leave Haran. They had to pay the price to go to Canaan. But get this, Abraham was blessed and blessed and blessed and favored and blessed, financially blessed. He was blessed with relationship. He was blessed. He was blessed. And all he wanted was one son. 
And the Lord kept saying to him that he would have a nation. He wanted a son. And God said, no, I'm giving you a nation. But Abraham did not lack anything. It cost him something, but he lacked nothing. I want you to catch a hold of that. For you to follow your destiny, you're going to have to leave familiar. You're going to have to get on an airplane. You're going to have to make hard phone calls. You're going to have to make harder phone calls. You're going to have to unfollow people. You're going to have to block people on your phone that you love tremendously. You're going to have to put up boundaries and it's going to feel unloving. But God is saying, no, the best thing you can do right now is put up a boundary. You're going to have to reach out to people who need encouragement. You're going to have to be interrupted in your schedule. You're going to have to lay down one business and pick up another one. It's just how it goes to go after the call of God on your life, okay? And what's going to happen is you're going to be blessed because of it, right? The enemy's going to say, oh my goodness, you're not going to be able to live without that person. You're not going to be able to live without that stuff. You can't part with that money. Don't you dare give all that money away. You're going to need it for later. But it costs us something. But don't you ever think, that you can outgive God. You can't outgive God. I promise you, you give to God and all of a sudden he comes in with more. You go, hmm, let's test this out. You give more to God, he comes with even more. You cannot outgive God. So don't you let the devil talk you into not parting with what's familiar because the devil doesn't want you in Canaan. He doesn't want you in the promised land. He doesn't want your land overflowing with milk and honey. He doesn't want riches and blessing and relationships and joy. He doesn't want you to feel powerful. He doesn't want you to have authority. He doesn't want you to tell your testimony. He does not want you to give glory to Jesus. Okay? So that's why he's going to make you think that you need all those familiar things to be comfortable, but you don't. You just need the comforter. Lastly, to enter into that promise, Abram, Abram must do something daring. Like I just said, he must leave everything he knows and put his trust in God. I think that's a great place to end. I will see you next week in Jesus name. Be blessed, be bold, be brave, and be filled with his spirit, because without his spirit, we can't do any of everything I just talked about. We can't do any of this, but with his spirit, we can be bold, we can be brave, and we can count the cost to walk into our promised land. All right, we'll see you guys next week.